0: The Notebook Podcast is meant for entertainment only. We're not licensed professionals, and this podcast is not intended to give professional help.
1: This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit!
0: Okay, there. Story time! Hello, and welcome back to the Notebook Podcast! I'm Amy. And I'm Nana, and this is episode two of our second season.
1: <laughs> We hope that you enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, as we mentioned before, we've decided to change up season two to be a little bit deeper for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a ton of feedback, which we really, really appreciate.
0: Are we allowed to give shout outs?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my dear friend Kate sent uh, some feedback saying that um, our second season has really improved from the first in terms of our, our like, speed and the way that we interact with each other we're just not more confident and comfortable so that was really nice to hear and then the very next day my other dear friend ivan messaged me just screamed at me on whatsapp saying where's the dirt
1: i need the horror <laughs> stories oh fuck yeah um i kind of high five to kate virtual high yeah. five yes, ivan, thank you I, I feel you i know change is difficult um <laughs> we're here for you during this time yell at us as much as you want but yeah
0: uh, but we also have to grow you know like we said last time we're our our kindergartners now we have to follow some rules and learn things and uh i I don't know man i don't
1: don't know know. yeah but but the dirt's coming like yes the stories we're gonna choose they're obviously gonna be full of dirt and shit but just not
0: literal shit but you know
1: they sometimes do have sh- literal that shit. That is in
0: them. true. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Yeah. I just yes. had back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's coming back. It'll come back. We're easing into it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we hope you uh, stay patient with us while we get through mm-hmm. these little uh, first baby steps. And then mm-hmm. we just kind of want to overall bring you guys something more deep and in depth and,
0: mm-hmm. you know, well, real discussion points just yeah. instead of just being entertaining I mean we're still going to try to be entertaining that's like literally our life goal is to entertain other people yeah yeah but anyway (laughs) we're just trying to start some discussion points and hopefully um you can join into the discussion point if you want to be a guest on the show or if you want to share your feedback and thoughts on the stories that we share in the future
1: yeah um I got kind of similar feedback so a couple people came up to me and were like are you going to still give us horror stories? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we will. But it'll just Mm -hmm. be like one story instead of like six before I think Mm -hmm. we have. Holy shit, it's been so long. Yeah, Um, six. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, But instead of just like reading the stories to you guys, um, we're going to dive into it and go into Mm -hmm. why they might have shit in their partner's Mm -hmm. mouth, you know? Or we're
0: going to dive into their shit. Oh, there's an image. Hmm. Ew. God, now I know now I know how Justin Trudeau felt when he said moistly.
1: Oh, that was so funny. I regret that so much. When people speak moistly on you, oh, yeah, oh, that's an image. And then he was like, yeah, that's a very unpleasant image there. But then
0: it's okay, because two, two weeks later, he did a hair flip thing, and we're all like, okay, you're forgiven.
1: Oh, my God, that was so beautiful. I know. Uh, <sighs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Yes, we have a very hot prime minister. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then I, I had some really good feedback, too, from a couple friends. And um, they said that they really liked the new format. And they thought that it was going to give them more advice than mm. before. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what they were looking for. And so I am excited to, you know, continue on with this and yeah
0: yeah and the reason why we did this in the first place was because of this feedback from the first season. Some people have been saying that they really want to go deeper into a story, especially when it comes to relationships um and wanted to hear our feedback and what we thought of the situation, and that's what we're doing this so. yeah, and,
1: and like hear what we would do in each situation, which you know sometimes if you get different viewpoints on something, it gives you a little bit more clarity, exactly mm-hmm. mm. yeah. Anyways. So,
0: anything new in your life?
1: Oh, God. I mean, I feel like the days have all blurred together since our lockdown. Um, right. Last week, I was feeling, like, really crummy. I don't Me know too. about you. Were you? Okay.
0: Me too.
1: I don't know what it was. Like, and to be, like, honestly, I'm doing, like, maybe 1,200 steps a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's not bad. That's not Batman. man. Uh, well, like, I go down the elevator, I walk Charlie a little bit, and then I come back up. That's, like, probably the most exercise I do. And so I shouldn't really f- be feeling so tired, but mm-hmm. I have been. And I wonder if it's, yeah. like, the fatigue of being stuck inside and, like, not seeing anyone, but...
0: I think so. I felt the same way last week. I, I kept asking Lehman, what day is today? Is today Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, bro, it's Tuesday. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like the days are definitely starting to blend and i lost track of how many weeks we've been in lockdown i i for the longest time i thought last week was like the fourth week but in fact it was like the sixth week and it's fucking may yeah that's it's, what may. Gonna
1: say. it's may it's may 2nd now wait what's yeah. the date on sunday may 2nd 3rd. yeah
0: may 3rd. 3rd. 3rd yeah what the hell it's what may
1: what hell? happened <laughs> i don't know that freaked me out because yeah. last week i was like making an appointment and i was like Okay, yeah, we'll send it to you next week on Friday, May 1st. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: fuck is it, May already? It, it literally feels like we went to sleep in February and had a nightmare and then we woke up, it's fucking May. Like, it, we've been in a coma
1: this whole time. That, yeah, that describes life pretty much to a T, actually.
0: Yeah, and it's like we've been working, at least I know that you and I have been working, Lehman's been working, and we got a lot of shit done, but it just doesn't feel real. Like, it's as if everything we've done just it's kind of floating around in the air and it's like untouchable and I don't know how to describe it it's just very
1: I feel that too like well I'm in sales so like right now I'm trying to be very careful about the way I word things because it could be really (laughs) offensive to sell something during this time Um, um but it's like I'm adapting the way we normally sell to like this time period but I'm almost like is this even worth it like it's never going to carry on. It's just like for this time being, like it's kind of like a waste of work ish.
0: Yeah. I know exactly how we feel. Cause I'm in marketing and advertising, right? right? So oh, a lot yeah. of messaging for our campaign that we're ready to launch in April and in March had to be changed immediately. And then, so that's why we've had a lot of work recently because we're trying to change our messaging, trying to change our media plans and all of that. And it's just, like what what's not sensitive right now
1: exactly (laughs) that's hard but
0: but at least we get to do everything in the comfort of our own home so we we should stop complaining
1: (laughs) yeah you're right we are blessed yes yeah you're right yeah but this week has been a lot better it's been like nicer out and Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah, I went out for a walk with Lehman yesterday and uh, came back to make dinner. And while he's chopping garlic, I looked down and there's fucking burrs on his <laughs> leg. I'm like, when did what I hell? get a dog? <laughs> so then I had to, because he, he was in the middle of chopping garlic and he, his hands were dirty. So I'm like, okay, I guess I got to pick burrs out of her friggin' legs like a freaking dog. <laughs> Yeah, so I, uh, I got a new puppy. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. For a senior nine.
1: dog. Dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, we are pushing through the days and you guys, uh, I hope you guys are staying safe and well and at home and self-isolating, not yeah. going outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Just keep reminding yourself that the sun will shine again and we'll be free to roam the roads once again. Okay. Shall we start our story today? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's do it. All right. So I have a story today and uh, it's a story that literally made my heart ache. And maybe I think most of people that reads this or listens to this will feel the same way if you've gone through a bad breakup. Um, It's just the emptiness of it all when it ends and... I'll just read the story. So this is called An Open Letter to My Engaged Ex. Dun, dun, dun. So she, she says, one night while I was out drinking with my friends, I saw your name in my inbox appear. I opened the message and responded to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: God, I lost it already. Girl, first sentence. It's at the top. You just read word by word, you know, and then the next line.
0: <laughs> There's too many lines. Okay. okay. I've got again. Shut up. One night while I was out drinking with my friends, I saw your name in my inbox appear. So I opened the message and I said, "Can you talk?" I looked at the time. It was 30 at night, and I had a couple of drinks in me. I was flushed with so many new memories that had been replaced by the ones I kept and had kept so close for so long. The memories of waking up next to you on Sunday mornings when we were both off and we got to stay in bed all day. My favorite memories of you laying next to me sleeping when you would catch me in your sleep and grab my waist closer to you and I felt so at peace and loved. My favorite memory that I kept replaying was when you would come home to me and pick me up and take me to my bedroom, close the door behind you because we couldn't keep our hands off each other. Those memories that I kept so close became so distant. They were replaced by memories of me laying in my bed alone at 11.30 at night. My breath with the smell of whiskey because the smell of jenison, which was your favorite, was the only thing that somehow made me feel closer to you. I remembered how lonely and abandoned I felt, how unloved, unwanted and failed I failed. felt. Endless night. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I haven't spoken aloud in so long.
1: You've been playing that like gibberish word thing on Instagram too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: I mean, my language. That's my third language.
1: Oh, oh, oh fuck God. me.
0: Okay. It's funny because I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> I know. Okay,
1: okay.
0: Good. <clears throat> serious. I remembered how lonely and abandoned I felt. How unloved, unwanted, and failed I felt. The endless night of drinking myself to sleep in hopes of never waking up one day. I remember feeling cheated out of love. That even though I gave my all, it was really never enough. And I wanted to be angry at you. But that night... I didn't feel anything. I walked into the restroom and I called you. But I didn't call you to talk to you or to hear how you're doing. I did it for me. Because for the Mm. first time in a long time, I was able to hear your voice and you sounded like a stranger to me. I realized that the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. I felt indifferent hearing your voice and I felt at peace with that. And I accepted the fact that you are now in my past. Before I hung up, you told me to wait. And you said, "K, I will never ever love someone like I loved you. I smiled. Not because the tone of voice came with regret, but because I no longer am blinded by your words. And I knew that the only reason you said that was because you were feeling lonely again. And you were only seeking for reassurance that it was your plan B. You said it because you're getting older and the clock is ticking and for the first time i didn't believe you i hung up and continued my night of drinking with my friends and i felt so thankful for my past experiences from the past lovers for what you've taught me i wish you the best i wish you love i hope you found exactly what you were looking for because it wasn't me it was never me finally after all those years i was finally able to flip the page to a new chapter of my life all the best k doesn't that just like empty your gut like just yo you know, whole... you're
1: like a really good storyteller like you know the calm app where you listen to like someone to make you fall asleep right. you should put something in there do you want so me to call you yeah, read me, like, Chinese poems. <laughs> That's great, because I read them, too. I'll read you the poems that I wrote. Yeah, I won't understand them, so I won't even judge. Uh, so it's perfect. exactly, <laughs> Exactly. You're
0: my perfect audience. You'll just be like, oh, that sounds great. I don't know yeah. what it is.
1: No, I'll just sleep. If I snore, then you know you've done a good job. Yep. Oh, and then
0: I'll feel yeah. accomplished for my day, because I put yeah. you to sleep.
1: Yes, yeah. That's was- that was a really deep wow that was a yeah wow that's all I can say but doesn't you just
0: like it like makes you feel all the things but nothing at the same time
1: yeah because I don't really have someone I think about with this Mm. but I've I've definitely felt it before with multiple people like what she's encompassed into this article
0: it's like you can relate to this exact feeling because you know how it feels but it's like so distant it's like coming yeah. about life. Yeah, you, don't you just look back to all the exes that you've had, the numerous exes that you Hey.
1: hey we're, not, we're not shaming on this podcast again. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm just joking. Um, but joking.
0: really um <laughs> when you look back to an ex that you felt like you've loved with your life and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure everyone was listening to this podcast are thinking of someone right now because i know who i'm thinking of like you think that this person is your life and yeah. you just want to die for them and like love them with all your might and then years later now you look look back to it and you're like what the fuck was that all about so wait difficult. you wanted to die
1: for someone
0: i wouldn't die like i would gave my life for them holy I would, shit i did not want to die but you know Given oh, like the
1: circumstance, take, like if like somebody, for them yeah,
0: yeah, I will catch a grenade for you.
1: Mm. I never thought about that. Maybe I'm really selfish, no. but I don't know if I. Oh, I guess I would for Kevin Charlie.
0: Yeah, or maybe maybe you're just not as dramatic and crazy as I am.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right. I don't watch enough yeah. Korean dramas. Yeah,
0: yo, I just <laughs> finished okay. another story, another time. <laughs> yeah. We'll
1: take Crash Landing on You
0: on Netflix. I'm K drama people. Watch it, Crash Landing on You. So good.
1: You know, that first line she said, um, what was it? Anyway, she said something along the lines of, like, I saw your name come up on your phone. And mm-hmm. I just remember how that would feel after a breakup. Like, yep. you know, you know how they always come back around, like, three, four weeks after and, like, after yeah. the cold turkey cut off and then you see their name and you're like, fuck. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but like, the way she captured getting over it because I think we always think about the times when we were still not over it but she Mm -hmm. captured perfectly the time when we realize we're over it which is very rare to capture because we never think about it because we're already healed but Mm -hmm. I think it is important for us to recognize the time that we're over it because Mm -hmm. it shows that you've moved past something that was so devastating where you felt like dying at the time you know yeah
0: also I don't know if, if this is true for everyone but from my experience and people around me I know that girls and guys get over relationships in the opposite direction. So so <laughs> so for girls is Devastating in the beginning. They're like, Oh, my life is over. I'll never love again. I'm not worthy of love, blah, blah, blah. But eventually they get better. They're like, they realize how much they're, they're worth, how much they are worth of, worthy of love. And they get better and they get over this person. And, they and move we on lose to this
1: like 10 better. pounds or something. And then yes. we look hot yes. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Look I feel great. You. like the third week of a breakup. Woo! Fuck. So hot. See mama. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's real. The breakup fifteen pound loss is real. Yeah. Um but then for guys it's the complete opposite. When they first break up they're like, okay, I'm single again. Let's go party, boys. I am on the market. Let's go meet some girls. I'm going I to do so much better than this. And then slowly, gradually, they get over the partying phase and they're just like, fuck, it's so empty. And this her, she's
1: so dead. good, getting girls. Uh, and this
0: like meaningless sex thing is, it's getting boring. And like I just want someone to talk to. And yeah. then I think at some point when the guy realizes that, like their life was better with the girl that's when they reach out and at that time the girls are doing like fantastic on their breakup trip
1: yeah yeah like we're (laughs) on our highest point that we've ever been and when we see that it fucking crash lands us yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and i don't know if this is true for everyone again but this is generally what has happened in the past with my personal experience and with friends that I know I think that it's so interesting so guys if you want a girl back text them fast
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's like the natural way of life because obviously they broke up for a reason and I at that time I just don't think that they're right for each other so I think That's why there's that off balance where like in the beginning, the girls are really sad and the guys are out there. And then at the end, the girls are over it because like that just makes them not able to come back together Mm -hmm. until they're actually mature and grown enough to understand their differences and be able to reconcile with that. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a natural path of life that this happens and that it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure yeah Well, coming back to this story i have a couple questions for you to see oh, if you can relate okay um so have you ever reconnected with an ex a real relationship not just a fling or anything like that if yeah. you have
1: how did you handle it and why i feel like you and i are so different in this aspect because mm-hmm. like i actually get back with exes quite a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I guess the one that I think about for this article anyways, it was um, this guy I was dating right out of university. And when we broke up, it was like very amicable, um, neutral, because he had to move to a different province. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like we, it just didn't work, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling all of these feelings during our breakup and then even up to the point of like indifference where even just like last year when he messaged me, I remember just like, it was just a name. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Last
0: year, he was still contacting you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we Mm -hmm. were in touch for a while.
0: Mm -hmm. There's the Chinese saying, there's two scenarios that you would become friends with an ex. Either one, you're still in love with them or two, you were never in love with them. yeah yeah so which one was that for you
1: (laughs) Uh, i feel like it was definitely i was still in love with him for a while like i told kevin already but i was still kind of hanging on to leftover feelings during our relationship with kevin and Mm. a lot of it came back when kevin and i were fighting so Mm. like you know those like little fights in the beginning when you're getting to know each other i would always be like oh well it was never like this with my ex and so mm-hmm. maybe it was just like for me to fall back on something to say that there was a time when I had a good relationship or a good, healthy one. So it had nothing to do with Kevin, but you know, he was just always there in the back of my mind. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, last year when he messaged me and I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> it's just a name <laughs> that popped up.
0: Yeah. It's really hard not to compare your new boo to your ex
1: yeah, especially I think at the very so.
0: beginning there's a lot mm-hmm. of and I think it's it's not necessarily because you like your ex more than your current uh boo I, I, don't, I don't know current <laughs> person <laughs> but it's more like because you're so used to how you were with your ex there's a sense of familiarity like you, this is this is comfortable this feels safe yeah, And when something new is presented to you with this new person, you're just like, oh, I, I don't know what this is. Yeah. So that really, in the beginning with your ex, you didn't feel comfortable with everything either. So probably it really thinking felt- about
1: your previous ex. Exactly. That.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing that you're comparing between the two people. It's just you have to realize that this is just time that you're getting to know this person and you need time to get used to things.
1: Yeah, but yeah. What about you? Have you ever gotten back? Uh, there's
0: like, only one right ex right. that I ever gotten back. You know this person. Yeah, but <laughs> they don't know it. Elaborate. I, they, they. I think they've heard story. But anyway, so I've had a few relationships in the past, and one jump out in particular, and we're gonna name him Mister Spark Notes because <laughs> he is a. Uh, he is the person that I've gone through everything shitty you can possibly go through in a romantic relationship. And it's all happened with this one person and in the span of like a year and a half. So you can imagine it was not a good time for me. There were abuse, a physical, emotional, everything you can it can think of. Um, there was a lot of gaslighting, lying, cheating, uh, basically everything that you don't want happening in your relationship, it happened. And I named him Mr. Sparknose because he is a just like a shortened summary of everything shitty. So that's him. <laughs> and he's the only person that I really had gotten back with. And I realized after we've broken up for good years later um, that I didn't get back with him because I still loved him. I got back with him because I thought that I was good enough to change him. And that's what I wanted to do. I got back together because I wanted to say to myself, see, you're good enough. You deserve this shitty person to love you. And you can make this relationship work. I was just really ignorant and a little bit arrogant and a little bit narcissistic thinking that I could be this person that make him change and make him a good person. And obviously that didn't happen because you really can't change somebody that doesn't want to change. So I'm just glad that that's over for good now. And I didn't have the strength and courage to end things by myself. And this is the one time that my parents actually had to step in, in a relationship And my mom basically sat down with this guy and told him to fuck off. (laughs) Holy shit. She saved me. Thanks, mom. And then when I went home to cry, my mom sat beside my bed and patted my shoulders awkwardly and just basically said, there, there, stop (laughs) crying. It's over
1: now. Thanks, mom. I don't understand Chinese My mom's like, if there was like a break, I was just like, okay, I don't get it. Like, this happened two hours ago. Why are you still so sad about it? Like, move on. Go clean something.
0: What uh, seriously. I think they don't seriously. allow themselves to feel these things. They just like mask right, right. it over with tasks that they need to complete because feelings are a waste of time. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. 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 And maybe like yeah. what we are going through, it doesn't even. Compared to the struggles that they've gone through in life. So there's like, why are you crying? It's like us looking at a kid crying over a paper cut. I'm like, Why are you crying over that? It's fucking.
1: I get that. I I also think if my mom spoke to a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. I God help that psychiatrist, (laughs) because (laughs) there is so much shit in there that I think they just push aside and they don't even think like they just bury it. But Obviously, now we know that it's not good to hold it in. Um, So who knows what's going to happen to them later on? I mean, I hope nothing. Yeah,
0: I don't think that. I hope they can keep it hidden forever. You can't. You really can't.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we're here so that everyone else can open things up and they won't become like our Asian parents.
0: Exactly. Okay, so in the story, um, the guy on the phone says to her, I will never love someone like the way that I loved you what do you think is the best response to this? I think it's such bullshit, but like, what do you think is the best response to somebody saying this to you?
1: Oh, I honestly think it depends on the timing. So like if it's right after a breakup, Mm. when I'm feeling fabulous, (laughs) it's, uh, well, fuck you. You should have known that three weeks ago. Later on when I kind of want him back, I feel like I would totally eat that shit up and be like, yes, please take me back. Um, (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think I agree. It, it, it's different <laughs> in stages after the breakup. So initially, after right after the breakup, I think I'll still be sad and just be like, okay, then why are we breaking up? Let's get back together. But if I was like, feeling right. fabulous, about, fabulous about myself, I'd be like, yeah, I know. So <laughs> 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 sucks
1: for you. <laughs> you know what? Those texts, guys, girls, whenever you send those texts, I know that my girls always send me those texts when they get them, and we kind of have a good. Oh for them. yes.
0: Be careful. Be careful, because yeah, <laughs> most of the time, they're not received the way that you want them to be received. That's right. Yeah.
1: So it also depends on the time frame, of course. So, like, if they're still madly in love with you, then they might not be sharing it as much. But if they're in that hot phase, oh man. Mm-mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um, but of course, like this person, Kay, she is going through this entire breakup and she's obviously talking very, very, very hard in the beginning, even mentioning that she wanted to drink herself until she wouldn't wake up one day. So I think I don't know if she has reached out to friends and family and professional help to help her get over this, but if you don't have the resources to ask for help, what is the best way to get closure? alone like for example in this current state of this the, the the world where you can't actually meet up with friends and like cry together what do you do
1: yeah this is hard because i i do remember you know googling like how do i get over oh, yeah. quickly and trying to do things fast and like an immediate solution but really it's time i know people hate this answer but it takes time And I think the best way is just to talk about it with your friends, not like over and over again, but more so like trying to talk it out to find a solution or try to get closure about why you broke up and feeling peace about why you Mm -hmm. broke up. I think that really helps. Mm -hmm. What about you? And I see this in more
0: so in our friends in our current age than before when we were in school still um, because it was so much easier to get a rebound <laughs> when you're, at school right. you're everyone's your age you're going through the same thing similar interests and all that stuff so back then my advice was would be to just get a rebound and move on because it's easier that way hmm. but now it's harder to meet people um so i think the best thing you can do after a breakup like this is to focus on yourself and yeah. And I'm not saying like, oh, think about what you did wrong in relationship, but to better yourself, like nobody is perfect. So there are things to improve on. So either it's to, um I don't know, build a new habit of waking up early or working out uh, for half an hour a day or read a book every week, you know, something like there's always improvement to be done on yourself. And I think it's really Uh, makes things easier to move on from someone else when you feel better about yourself and you realize that oh i'm worth better than that shit like i can do so much better than that what am i doing wasting my time with this person you know um and it's obviously easier said than done (laughs) and it does take time to better yourself and to realize that you are better than your past relationship
1: yeah and you shouldn't feel like, why am I still not over this? It's been like a week, two weeks, three mm. weeks, four weeks. Like it takes everyone different amounts of time. Mm. So don't feel bad about it. Every step is a step yeah, and think, in the right direction.
0: I think I realized this um, in the past couple of years that people our age, especially people our age growing up in this, in this generation. We are very bad at being alone. Like we can't stand not being with someone else. Obviously. Are you sure that's not only children? No, only children are very good at being them, <laughs> being by themselves, okay? I grew up playing with myself. I can be entertained with my own fingers, but that sounds not even... Um, I can be entertained yeah. just, <laughs> just by myself for a whole day, okay? You can ask Lehman. he will turn around and I'm like playing with my toes or something. I'm having the best time of my life. Okay, maybe that's just me. Not all, only children play with their toes. Anyway... <laughs> My point is (laughs) people in our generation need to learn how to spend time by themselves with their own thoughts and thinking about yourself and not other people and not caring about other people's opinions and just like planning your own life and your own next steps, you know, and your own goals. I think that's something we really need to work on.
1: Yeah, I agree. Mm. And I think it's really coming out through this COVID lockdown. Like the people I find that are struggling the most are millennials. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's exactly what you just said.
0: Hmm. Okay. One more question. Okay. Actually, maybe a few more questions, but next question. (laughs) What was one thing that you did post or during a breakup that you regret?
1: Oh my God. Are we going to bring out my craziness?
0: Yes. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay can i tell you about the craziest thing okay okay yes so this guy i had a fling with him i'd say but it went on for like almost a year so it's not a fling know. honey <laughs> okay <laughs> but we were both just like so not mentally stable and just mm. not ready for a relationship but mm-hmm. i think we really did like each other um right okay. so anyway so then we decided to date okay boyfriend girlfriend and then like right quickly like a week or something after it just fell apart because we were like oh, i don't know what to do now <laughs> this is real and it was never real before um, there's
0: responsibilities
1: yeah exactly so so then we broke up and then i went to this bar i knew he was always there on fridays okay i'm crazy and then i was with jenny so i saw him across the room It was like 100 meters away right and i was like that's him oh my fucking god, I can't believe he's dancing with another girl right now. Um, it's only been a week since we broke <laughs> And Jen was like, Amy, calm down. That's not him. That's <gasps> not him. And I'm like texting him. I'm like, I see you right now with this girl." grandpa dancing at this. Yeah, I was crazy. Holy I went shit. over there and I was like, oh, it's not him. And she's <sighs> like, yeah, I told you. And then it was like 2am so he didn't get the text because he was probably sleeping like a regular person.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and yeah
0: what about you uh nothing nearly as crazy as that um yikes i feel bad for the guy i know like we're friends and all but i feel bad for the guy
1: (laughs) there's been a couple moments like that i'd say
0: yeah damn um but for me nothing as crazy i think the one thing that i really really regret it was uh probably the shittiest thing i've ever done with a dude was okay. my first boyfriend we broke up so i was very young it was my first experience you know. okay stop yeah. with your
1: excuses okay
0: just okay tell but, us what you did I just have to lay the later role okay like, i was 16 <laughs> okay, okay, okay fine fine, 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 fine.
1: Okay.
0: okay so and the guy was two years older than me so he was actually such a nice guy really great never did anything to like hurt me really he just wanted to everything good for me but when we broke up, I it was because it was my first breakup ever. I didn't understand all this feeling of loss and all that. And I so I thought I can't live without him. So I asked him to meet up. Um, and I didn't want to get back together because I knew, like, to be honest, I had a crush on someone else at that time. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, like, I didn't want him out of my life because we've spent a year together. And it's just, like, everything that I knew, right? So, Piece well, of shit, yeah. Yeah, I was a piece of shit. So we met up and I actually took a bus to see him at his university, uh, which was such a big adventure for me. And we sat in front of his building and I was just like, okay, um, I don't want to get back together and everything, but I also don't want to lose you. So can we make a pact? And then he was like, what pact? I'm like, if you are still single and I'm still single when we're 40, let's get married. And because he's such a good guy, and like he really did care for me, so he was like, "Okay, I'll make a pact with you." And I felt so great about myself thinking, "Oh, man, I got everything I wanted. I can go like have this crush on this new guy while having this backup for like twenty something years down the road. And I think I, I still think about this decision that I made like 10 years ago and I still feel bad about it so I'm sorry I'm making a public apology because I don't have the balls to apologize to him
1: oh he probably (laughs) held on to that for so long
0: um I think he might have because he didn't have a girlfriend for a long time after that I don't I I hope he it wasn't because of me I honestly hope that he just wanted to focus on himself but
1: Girl, you're the only one that could knock his socks off during a kiss. Shut the so. fuck up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's the one thing that I really, really regret. It's not crazy, but it like it literally eats at my guts when I think about it. Yeah. So,
1: but you were really young and like you didn't know better. And you probably watched a lot of Korean dramas where oh, people did that.
0: Did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if you are listening to this. And uh, I hope that you're doing fine. Alright then, on that note, that is all the questions that I have related to uh, the story, so uh, shall we move on to the next portion?
1: Okay, let's do it. So for this next part of the podcast, this is called the What the F***ness. So as we mentioned in episode one, we've decided to add in a portion called the What the F***ness which is where we are going to dive into theories of psychology behind why we do things when we're dating or in love. We are not licensed psychologists or psychiatrists, but we've always found the science and psychology behind our actions and love very interesting. And so we decided to take this opportunity to do some extensive research on this topic so we could kind of share it with all of you on our show. So it comes from, you know, registered psychologists, psychiatrists, um, certified people that I'll share what the science is behind our actions, which is what we think is pretty cool so for this case study I think Kay did a phenomenal job of telling us a story where she seemed to have had like a wonderful relationship with her ex but then the relationship seemed to end because he didn't want what she wanted or seemed to think of her as plan b so she mentioned you know even though I gave it my all it was never really enough this kind of implies that she felt like she was never good enough for him and Mm -hmm. he most likely didn't want the same thing she wanted out of the relationship so this leads to K's X being something we call the one that got away or a hopeful fantasy.
0: Dun dun dun.
1: Yeah. So Dr. Gary Brown, who's a prominent relationship expert in LA, he says that the one that got away is defined as someone who we regret not being with because when we look back, we feel that they may have truly been the one you want to spend your life with. The one that got away is typically something that happens in relationships where one person or both people were unable to pursue a real relationship due to the timing of their lives or some circumstance. Or if there was a misunderstanding in the relationship that was never corrected, and then our minds begin to imagine what a happy resolution would be for this relationship. So, there are a couple scientific reasons for why our brains latch onto these types of relationships. And the following info is shared by clinical psychologist Dr. DeLuca and sexologist Dr. Jess O'Reilly. Yeah, you could be a sexologist.
0: Damn, you that's literally must, yeah, that must be the most interesting subject of study.
1: Yeah, she has a PhD in sexology, which is Dude. the scientific study of human sexuality and sexual behavior. Is she married? Uh, yes, yeah, she is. But although she does say that, like being a sexologist, you're basically like a couples counselor. Oh, yeah. Oh, of- I guess. Yeah. yeah. We also have <laughs> psychotherapist Kevin Owen, who will also be sharing some information
0: nice look at Ye- you naming all these I- doctors
1: I know. I know didn't you
0: sound smarter already
1: thanks girl Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. thanks <laughs> so I always thought it was interesting because you know these relationships could have happened like years and years ago but as time goes on your memories can kind of distort and fill in details of like a wonderful romantic life with this person and you might have started forgetting reasons for why the relationship ended so like disagreements mm-hmm even abuse and like the bad parts of the relationship. Dr. DeLuca says, so the reason why we do this is because our memories of the past give meaning to our present and our future. So if the feelings associated with a particular memory are enjoyable, then our brains want to visit that memory over and over again to make us feel better. So this often happens with the ones that get away. Yeah, so it's kind of scary if you're maybe five years out of that relationship and still thinking about, your ex you might want to look at the whole picture because you're probably just trying to find the positives in that to make yourself feel better
0: can you say that quote again our memories of the past what
1: our memories of the past give meaning to our present and our future yeah
0: that's like what we were talking about how you compare to your current boo to your ex um and that the comparison happens because of exactly this but said in a very smart, smart way. smart way I guess yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why we distort our memories is because it can help build our self-esteem right so like as a human we don't like to feel failures and so sometimes this actually causes us to inaccurately remember our ex's behaviors as overwhelmingly positive which is pretty dangerous this because... is why you get
0: back because you don't yes. remember a little shit that he was <laughs> or she was
1: or you don't want to remember it yeah yeah which is kind of Mm. messed up. And if you think of like abusive relationships, that's kind Mm. of the trap that they get into, which is pretty scary. Kevin Owen says that another reason why we latch onto these relationships is because humans are also wired to fix our wrongs. So with some of these relationships, like you just want to fix things, right? So with most things that we do in life, we have the opportunity to learn and grow and fix our errors. So like riding our bike, for example, We might fall the first few times, but then we get the opportunity to try again until we learn how to ride it. Or even something like failing a class in school. You can always do summer school to make it up. But Mm -hmm. in a relationship, you don't get the chance to fix it again unless you go back to it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're taught to always fix our wrongs, right? Like even at a young age, you do something wrong. Your mom yelled at you or spanked you with a slipper and you're like, okay, I have to fix my mistake. So as an adult that's like imprinted in our brain saying like if I fail this relationship it must be me there's something that I can fix it's this person that I can fix and that's where you just dig yourself a hole.
1: Exactly and that's why when I was reading about this I was thinking about my past relationships and why I would go back because I knew I wanted to fix it but I didn't know why I had such an urge or need to want to fix these things but Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, same situation with my Mister Spark Notes ex. I realized years down the road that I got back together with him not because I still loved him, but because I wanted to fix something that I thought was my mistake. But it wasn't really just about me. I can't. I can only fix my wrongs or my doings, uh, but I can't fix the other person.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, Why didn't I just read this article like ten years ago? (laughs) So much easier.
1: So if our brains are wired to hold on to these memories by using good memories to make us feel better, how the hell are we supposed to get over this dilemma? Oy. Yeah. So it seems like Kay has clearly gotten over her, the one that got away situation. And this strong, powerful chick heard her ex say, Kay, I will never, ever love someone like I loved you. Like, that is so hard to hear. And then she literally realized that the only reason why he said that was because he was feeling lonely again. hmm That's crazy. Like, that's such a strong woman. And in this situation, Kay really recognized that he didn't want to be with her. He always thought of her as like a plan B or an escape when he was feeling lonely. And this helped her move on from her ex because she knew she was better than that.
0: Yeah, it takes so much of like, courage, and self reflection to realize that, like, maybe you are not the right person for your ex. Like, we're always thinking about how shit off a person your ex is and he's the reason why it didn't work out or like he wasn't right for me but we don't think about if we're not right for the other person some serious self-reflection there yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so we've been talking about cases where like you know the one that got away maybe there was an issue there and like maybe there was abuse or like the relationship didn't work out because of a problem that the couple had but Mm -hmm. What about scenarios where the timing just wasn't right? So like maybe your ex got into a school that was in a different continent um, or like, you know, something that just happened where you guys just can't be together. You want to be together, but the timing just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Gary Brown says that in this case, the obvious but hardest thing to do is to actually tell your ex about how you feel and speak the truth. So if you want them in your life still, you should just let them know. And if they feel the same, hooray, you can work things out now. But if they don't feel the same, it'll sting for a while. But then at least you have a way to release your feelings Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just going to think over and over like all these scenarios that could happen. But just knowing Mm -hmm. that's kind of the best way to go at it. Closure. Yeah. Damn. And I think a lot of people don't ask because they know it's going to be a no, and they would prefer to make up these romantic scenarios.
0: Mm -hmm. Damn. Mm -hmm. Oh, that went straight to the heart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So back to the real question. So how do we get over this dilemma the way that Kay has? And I think that most people think that the best way to get over them is to just avoid thinking about them altogether. Like, I know I have before where I was just like, okay, I'm never going to talk about this again. And
0: yeah, that's like yeah. a an Asian parent thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually, so Kevin Owen said that this is actually the worst things that you could do because you're denying the existence of the relationship. So it means that you're actually not over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most important step for you is to realize that he or she has gone and you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you or wasn't willing to work to improve your relationship amen yeah so i'm not sure how Kay got over her ex or what she did to get over her ex but here are some tips to get over yours so number one uh, make a list of reasons for why the relationship worked and then make a list for why the relationship didn't work if you put it down on paper it'll really help you think more realistically about the relationship Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like a
0: pro pro con list
1: yeah exactly And number two, unfortunately, we live in a day and age where it's just too easy to see everything going on in another person's life through social media.
0: Mm -hmm. Doesn't
1: make it easier to get over your ex either. So um, it is recommended that you stop following their social media. And if you can't quit cold turkey, just wean yourself off a little at a time and um, Dr. Jess O'Reilly had a client who did 10 push-ups every time she wanted to check her ex's page and over time the urge went away.
0: <laughs> and you get fit. That's the right. situation. Ready for Work your next on relationship. on yourself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Do,
0: you, do you still follow your exes?
1: I do. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like I think it's it's fine because like I said when I see the posts I don't feel mm-hmm. anything like right not even like oh I'm happy for that it's just like Okay, this Nothing. is another person's post, you know?
0: Yeah. Right, right. right. I've al- I've always had a habit to block an ex immediately after the breakup, and I think it wasn't like it wasn't obviously. I wasn't that woke <laughs> when I was that young <laughs> that, that I shouldn't follow them. It was for it was almost like a a tantrum. Like I'm gonna block you off everything so you can't see me and what I'm up to and, and all that.
1: That's yeah, petty. But-
0: Yeah, it's pettiness. But in hindsight, though, it was healthy. I just didn't know about it. (laughs) That's right.
1: That's right. You're right. And the only people that I have right now are people that I was never in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think those were just like young relationships that I had where it wasn't serious. Mm. And yeah, it makes sense. Because I do have some people who I don't have on my social media at all. And those are a little more serious. so.
0: So there's like maybe one or two people that we've dated in the past and we've connected over like a long time of no connection and like it's just an old friend. Yeah,
1: exactly. For sure. Yeah. And then third tip, try your best to stay in the present. I know that's really hard, but every time we let our minds wander to past regrets and mistakes, it can lead to depression, anxiety, illness, or other problems. Mm -hmm. So as much as possible, try your best to focus on what's happening in the present moving forward and establishing realistic goals to promote a positive outlook for the future.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel like we've summarized everything in, in the first half of our podcast, but it's just put in a much smarter and educated terms
1: okay.
0: <laughs> in the second half.
1: Well, like, I don't know about you, but for me, I always like to have research backing up things that I read about um, mm. or opinions and mm. It makes me feel better that, you know, there was actually, like, some studies done to show that. For sure.
0: It's almost like when you're buying a new thing online, you want to go read the reviews.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, like, to justify your purchase or, like, your opinion on certain items.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that is the end of my what the f- is. But yeah, I think this was a really inspiring story and I just love that Kay was strong enough to know the reality of what her ex's intentions were and she didn't let his words blindside her. And I mm-hmm. hope this story has inspired some of you to work on getting over your ex's too and just opening your eyes to reality and not the fantasy that you wanted their relationship to be. Mm hmm. So for K story, the research that I got were from two different articles. So one is from Psychology Today and one is from Elite Daily. So I'll post the links onto our description and you guys can check out those links if you want to read about them yourselves. Sounds good. So thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
0: Yes. And for next week's episode, we really want to be as interactive as possible well, as a podcast can possibly be. So we want to ask you to help us decide on our next topic. So starting from this week, we'll have a poll on our social media where you can help us decide on a topic every week. So be sure to follow us at The Notebook Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.
1: And of course, if you have any feedback for us uh, about our new seasons, please get in touch with us at Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, please
0: get in touch with us. We want new friends. And since we can't see each other, we might as well be on a call and record something fun together. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for listening again. And we'll be back next week. Oh. Oh.